Hey guys, welcome back to another episode on the Raise of Hope podcast. I am your host, Rushank, with the co-host, Bhavan. And today we have a really special um, guest guest with us. So this is someone I've danced with for, I think, what, two, three years? Maybe maybe more than that. I've yeah. danced with him too. You have not danced. You're like the you what? At the clubs, you <laughs> <laughs> So please welcome to this week's episode... Nikhil Goyal or Mr. What, Mr. Global? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, thank you for having me today. I actually feel really honored to be here because oh, like yeah. ever since you guys started this initiative, it's always been on my bucket list that I have to oh, be nice, on this podcast. Nice. Tick, <laughs> tick. <laughs> As I said, you're like the Divika Padukone of our um, of our uh, community. So. <laughs> 100, 100. 100. So Nikhil, tell us tell us a bit about yourself. Before you do that, is your, is your like, what is it? Mr. Global? Mr. Global Official? What is uh, it? <laughs> <laughs> Latest one was man of the globe but man yeah. of the globe oh nice that's <laughs> the one so so tell us a bit about yourself mate um yeah so my name is nikhil and i'm still in uni final year studying commerce it uh working at one of the big four accounting firms uh upholding <laughs> the brown stereotypes pretty much <laughs> and yeah been dancing for a bit uh do a bit of modeling and acting here and there um but yeah that's it's pretty much me. Do do a bit of modeling. What an understatement. A bit. bit. You've won titles, mate. <laughs> yeah, you won titles. Aren't you in like a short film as well? Yeah, I've, I've acted in a web series and two short films, but. Oh, yeah. nice. That's, That's actually pretty sick. Which one is it? Which one is it? Um, so there are a few. One was like a student project for a friend. Yeah, another yeah. one was um, a sci fi short film called Toy Boy. Um, oh, nice. And another one was like a like comedic murder um, mystery. Oh yeah, I think I saw what's it um I saw the like the trailer and everything for it. It was pretty uh, sick. Sydney's uh, Sleuthers, yeah. Sleuthers, yeah, Sleuthers. Yeah, Sleuthers. Yeah, Bavan yeah. yeah. <laughs> wants some tips to get the modeling, so he'll ask you for later. <laughs> yeah, so we'll definitely be asking that. There's later. a lot of potential there. <laughs> <laughs> so what what how did you decide to get into like modeling and the acting life and everything? How was that? Did you watch a lot of Shah Rukh Khan movies or a lot of Salman Khan movies? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I've always loved Bollywood. Not gonna lie, um, but it was it was very, very spontaneous. So what happened was uh, one day, um, I, I I was just like you know sitting in my room and I was just going through my Insta feed and I was just like, oh, well, I could I could probably do something like that, like one of these celebrities do. And so one one photographer that I knew locally, he kind of got behind me and really supported me and just like was like, no, we're going to do this. So he offered to t um, do my first ever photo shoot. And from there, I just kind of uh, built up my portfolio and just sent it out to like different agencies and different um, oh, job assignments. And yeah, um, things just kind of grew from there, I guess. Sweet. That's sweet. pretty dope. Like, so... Wait, I remember when you like you initially started. Now, like I know you, you had like a few followers. Now you have thousands of followers. <laughs> it's insane. Like it's it's amazing to see. Like because you know when you usually join someone's journey, you've all you've joined it at a part where like they've already like grown. Like I feel like we've like uh, we've we've seen Nikhil grow like from from there. Now he's like competing and everything <laughs> like that, which is pretty insane. How was that journey for you though? Was it like hard? Um, of course there must be go a lot going on behind the scenes and everything. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um. So. There's a lot of different factors that are involved when you um, kind of p pursue something like this. It's not out of the ordinary, um, you know. So the first thing was obviously to get into something like this, you need looks. That's like the one thing that everyone's you know looks after. And me, um, like I didn't know anyone in the industry. I had not a lot of people who were like behind me to you know pursue this but obviously my family and some of my um close friends kind of were like persistent that you know just give it a go and see what happens yeah. and so yeah um so looks was one big factor that kind of um uh, you know influenced my um 
my journey. So I just had to, you know, work in the, work out in the gym a lot, um, eat healthy. And um, also, but apart from that, I've always been passionate about like being an advocate for other people and being a role model. And so I felt like me stepping out from the ordinary and doing something that's completely different that no one's ever touched um, could hopefully help others follow the same path and like do what they really love. I like that nice. a lot. I mm. like that a lot because I think a lot of us in our, like in our generation are trying to step out from just not like ordinary life, but just like the the stereotypical brown life. Yeah. We're, we're trying to do a lot more than, you know, just education, just kind of... Do that nine to five. Nine to five. I think a lot of us are, you know, starting, you know, like modeling, acting, a lot of us start starting our own like clothing Hustle. lines. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. A lot of us are starting our own podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> so I, I like that. I yeah. like that. I like now, that. That's really good. Um, but before we move on to, you know, speaking to you about, you know, yeah, your yeah, journey with mental yeah. health, um, I have a quiz. <laughs> I think Pavan gets off to this. <laughs> I think before the show, he sits down like, what questions can I give these guys? I, I, get, I get off to Rushank failing these. He wants to be the next Amitabh Bachchan, bro. <laughs> Go on, Banega. Go on, Banega. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. But like, um, this one's like a trigger warning because it does look into su- uh, suicide. So if anyone does have any sort of triggers associated with it, you guys can skip forward because um, I know for some people, it may be a bit of a distressing topic and whatnot. But um, it's also a good way to get some stats and, you know, some more info about it. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. Topic. But, like, it just depends. Like, some people may have some sort of, you know, um, uh, like, I guess, a trigger towards listening to things about yeah, it fair. and whatnot. So, um, uh, you guys, did you watch the Oprah interview uh, with... Um, I know you asked me Megan to. Markle and, um, <laughs> I know you asked me to and I wish I did, but I unfortunately did not. You did not. No, no. So it was really good. The reason that I decided to do this quiz, this quiz is based off, you know, mental health suicide is because of the fact it was really interesting. Um, so when I was listening, when I watched the interview, so just to give you guys an update of what like the interview was all about, right? You know how they left the family? Yep. You know how they left the family? They're not part of the family anymore. Um, so part of the reason was because, you know, Megan... Um, she wasn't getting the support she needed. The, um, she was basically, she was pregnant at the time, right? And she was asking for protection basically because the media was just going at her. Like yeah. she was getting wrecked by the media in terms of like they were really getting at her. And at that point, it started affecting her mental health. So what she did was she spoke to the institution. The institution is something that's a part of like the royal family. Like they're not part of it, but they work with the royal family. And she said, I need to get myself checked in. Like, I need help. And you know what they told her? No, you can't. Like, she was she was having suicidal thoughts. She was telling her. You reckon it's because that I'm um, going to get married to, what's his name, Harry? No, she was already married to him at the time. Oh, okay, she was yeah, already yeah. pregnant with the child, the first child. Um, I think it's got to do with an image, remember? Like, if you think about it. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like, is it because she's part of, like, the royal family? family and you everything. can't be going through any sort of mental health issues. You're going to be, like putting this weird, um, you know, impression of us and everything like that. Uh, are we sure they're not brown? I mean, they, they didn't come to <laughs> India. <Yeah. laughs> and they took our stigmas, they took yeah. our tools, they took everything, right? We want the Kohinoor, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we just want it back. But um, the thing is, because of the fact nothing was done to assist her, can you imagine, like, someone who's having suicidal thoughts... Um, any sort of mental health problems going up to someone. It takes a lot of courage to go up to someone and be like, hey, I'm having issues. Can you guys help me? And being told no. Yeah. Yeah. Can you we can't help you. We can't help you. That takes a toll on a person badly. And I, I kind of made me like, you know, think about the fact that, oh, look, um, that's why the quiz today is based off 
you know. Yeah, I was, like, was going to say, I'm pretty like, sure we're supposed to have a quiz. <laughs> yeah, because there, I just want to give context regarding it yeah, because, of, because of the whole thing. So that's the reason that I decided to have the quiz based off that. Um, because you really don't know what someone's going through. You see those videos and everything. She seems so happy, but it was insane. But I'm going to ask you guys a question. Um, globally, we lose life to suicide every A, one minute, B, 40 seconds, C, 50 seconds, D, one hour. Three seconds. You say 50 seconds. What about you, Nikhil? I think 40. Why does Rushank always lose? <laughs> what the hell? Always. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, 40 yeah, seconds? Yeah, every Shit. 40 seconds. Can you imagine, like, by the end of this episode, every yeah. 40 seconds, you lose someone. Like That's crazy. Suicide. That's Insane. actually yeah. crazy. Um, okay, so what percentage of those who take their own life are male? So A, 50%, B, 75%, C, 25%, D, 65%. 75%. All right. What about uh, you? Yeah, I'll go with 75. Nice, you're both right. Yeah, yeah, yeah for once. Yeah, it's, <laughs> that's still a shocking statistic. 75% who take their own life are male. That's actually, so, that's, that's, I mean, I, I've known that for a while. Like, when it comes to something like so this, high, dude, it's still so high. Yeah, yeah. That's like three quarters. Oofed. Um, How many Australians attempt suicide each year? A, 40,000, B, 20,000, C, 50,000, D, 65,000. Repeat those options again. 40,000, mm. 20,000, mm. 50,000, mm. 65,000. 50,000, I would say. Nick? Mm. I think 40. 40, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay, so both incorrect. It's a D, 65,000. It's actually oh. over 65,000. So that's how many Australia, in Australia, in, in, Australia a year. in a year, each year, 65,000 attempt 65. suicide. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, those numbers are crazy. It's insane. Like, you know, when uh, we did the interview with Sudhi and he started giving us, like, when you put numbers and statistics. I was going to say that. I think when we hear a lot about these topics about, like, depression, anxiety, it's very, like, you can have a conversation about it. But until when the stats get involved, you're just like, Fuck. yeah, it's it's insane. It's um, crazy. It's actually crazy. Can't do. Um, but, like, I think it was just, I think this was just something just like an eye-opening um quiz that i just wanted to do because it's pretty out there and you say the prominent. stats right you know yeah. you say the stats and imagine the one person going for help and being like no yeah that's what i mean like can you imagine if the thing was her husband was very supportive and that's that's and he you, seems like he seems like the outlaw of the entire family in the sense that he's i don't feel like his values his morals mm. and his traditions and everything actually at least for him yeah align what they are yeah, well, by the looks of it, you can tell because he himself, he experienced the loss of his mother. Princess yeah. Diana was his mother. So he obviously has... That was an inside job. I'm saying this. this well, that was an inside Princess job. Princess Diana. Yeah, look, yeah. There's also, yeah. you can talk about the conspiracy theories. To be honest, I believe that too. Yeah, that was yeah, an That job. was really red hot, like when you look into yeah. the whole story behind it. Um, but he obviously has experienced loss. So can you imagine for him to be like, you know, told that like, you know, she's experienced this. Of course he's going to help her, like support her and everything. And, and good on him for doing that. Like, I think he played the role of what a husband should yeah, be doing. And 100%. like the fact that he got her out of there. And, and I'm glad they, I'm glad they spoke up about it, you know, on like yeah. a, on a platform that everyone, everyone and, and it's to. also against like, against the, uh, the queen. No, no. So, um, well, when I listened to the interview, she had a pretty good relationship with the queen. So the institution is not part of the family. Yeah, they work with them. They work, work with, with them, the yeah, family. Yeah. So they are the people who declined. She said she had a pretty good relationship with them. So, but that's that's basically that's fair. That. Yeah, that's absolutely yeah. fair. So we'll move on to Nikhil. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, so that's, I guess that's a good. That's cute few good you know stats for people keep on for people keep in mind. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And it was just like you know key stats to you know. 
keep in mind exactly. So, all right, Nikhil. You're so, up, yeah, <laughs> on to the guest of the episode, you know. Let's do this. So, you're like, what, 23 now? Yeah. 23 now. We celebrate, we, by the way, we celebrated Nikhil's birthday last Saturday. Um, you don't want to see photos. <laughs> Trust me, you don't. <laughs> you don't want to see photos. Nikhil, Mama, Nikhil. I hope you're not listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he only had three drinks. Three drinks only. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were playing what? We were playing uh, Karen board. It's fine. Karen, yeah. Yeah. Karen board. Very halal okay, games. Nice. <laughs> very very G-rated. But, game. you know, in this 23 years, you know, you've, you've done you've done a lot. You've done, as we mentioned before, the acting, the modeling, plus uni, working dance as well so uh, during you know up until now up at these and all you know these 23 years have what uh, what has your experience with mental health been so far for me i think i'm one of the fortunate ones that hasn't actually had um any major impacts uh, because of mental health because i think it's because of the big um the strong support of my family and friends around me so to that extent, I don't think I have had a major impact, but I've had a, had a, a small instances where mental health has kind of triggered me in a small sense. So uh, starting off with is, um, you know, it, when you transition from primary school to high school, the, the one, one thing that I went through was bullying. And it wasn't, um, and I think that's pretty common, um, unfortunately, in amongst uh, children. And I feel that uh, for me especially, um, I did have, you know, great teachers around me and my whole, whole cohort um, was really supportive. But I mean, th- there was always this one person, for some reason, he would pick on me, you know, Maybe. shoot spitballs, call me names and, and the list goes on. So w- what kind of, um, you know, what kind of other bullying would you, would you experience? Um, so so no, not specifically related to me, but other kind of bullying, uh, obviously you're, you know, you've been physically um, abused. Oh, you, shit. Sexual harassment is also a, a type of bullying. Cyberbullying is oh. another. Oh, you're oh, talking wait, about... Wait. You're t- yeah, I was like, oh, what? Shit. I was you're like, talking you about all that? Yeah, I Whoa. thought you went through all that. I'm talking about... Like, no, 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 no. no. I, didn't, I haven't gone through that. I've just... That, again, I've only been uh, bullied to a small extent. And that also was kind of mitigated because of the strong network I had Fair enough. Um, at the time. So Fair it, enough. it only lasted about a year and a half or something. I think once again, as we said, we mentioned before in the podcast, bullying in high schools are very, very... It's prominent. I feel like every, a lot of people, I won't say every, yeah. but a lot of people do go through it. And once again, like you hear it, a support system is like the best way to yeah, yeah mitigate 100%. it, as, as you said. Who, were, who was your support system? Um, so number one, my family, 100%. Yeah, um, good stuff. There were times where I did feel sad and, you know, I cried myself, um, you know, I just didn't want to go to school, wake up the next day and just, you know, just sleep all day and just stay locked in my room. But my parents really kind of talked me through it and um, helped help, help me get through it, as well as the teachers um, at my school. They were really supportive as well. That's, so. that's interesting. I, I don't think, think we really had good. that in our school. Oh, what? The teachers helping <laughs> the us? The teachers. I've never... I mean, there's, there has been <laughs> one teacher who's uh, towards the end, you know, the right. speech and everything. Yeah. There has been one teacher that has helped us in terms of life and mental health and everything. But I don't think there. Uh, if anything, the teachers would call people from outside or talk to us. <laughs> yeah, it's like we can't handle this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and specifically, they wouldn't. They wouldn't call us. They wouldn't call people from outside to handle like our mental health issues. They'll basically call during like HSC time when they think you're going through. Like they know uh, yeah, you're going yeah. to yeah help because you. Because of stress or like exactly some, that's yeah, all yeah. that aspect of your life. That's it. Yeah. Studies. I mean, well, apart from school, I used to be involved in the community. You know, I've been like a youth leader, counselor um, yeah. around my community. So. Um, I knew that the kind of, I had somewhat connections to the council as well, and they kind of um, did help me. Um, were, were kind of my lifeline, um, you can say. 
So yeah, I mean, I was just surrounded by really great people, and I think that really just got me through. I just thought of for some reason as soon as he said like he was a like, youth leader, counselor, and everything. I just thought of Nikhil at uh, Johnny Sins, you know, youth leader, <laughs> counselor, actor, Johnny Sins. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> plays every role. This plays one. every role, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad, like, cause it, it, I think, I think from uh, listening to a lot of the, you know people talking. People struggle to find that kind of support system in high school. Mm. I actually feel like people struggle to find the support system in high school. Yeah, I feel like it's not as spoken. And even if you do see the support system, it, there's a bit of a stigma attached to it. Like, you know, if you're seeing a shrink or something, then yeah. it's it has a bad connotation, you know, that you're you're weak or something. And that's actually not the case, you know. Um, Everyone needs someone to talk to. 100%. Um, yeah, and I think... If anything, it shows courage for you to seek out help. Yeah. I think it takes strength because you have to gather up a lot of energy, a lot of courage and everything to actually ask for help. So I think it's quite the opposite. Yeah, yeah. definitely. How would you, uh, you know, if you had to, if if you had to change that, how would you do that? Change like in the sense of? In the sense of like, you know, um, say your kids are going to high school. How would you better support them or how? what would you do to change so people don't go through bullying in high school or, you know, your kids feel more safe in high school or they don't get to the point that, you know, you did in high school. How, what, what do you reckon you would do? I know it's a very hard question. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. No, no, no. Um, obviously, I would try and build that relationship with my kids, you know, that they can speak about whatever they want with yeah. me. You know, they're, they're completely open and um, honest with me. I think... When it comes down to like mental health issues and anything that you're going through, you just need to talk to someone. You can't, there comes a point where you can't just hold everything inside you. You just Mm. need to let it out. And um, the sooner you do, the quicker you can get help and you can, um, you know, be able to uh, cater for that issue. Uh, more appropriately so yeah definitely i'll just be open and honest about you know with my kids um what's going on in their lives you know every day just you know did you have a good day at school is there, is there anything that you need help with anything like that so and like just making sure that make it, the one thing i i guess uh when it comes to mental health um is that you need to create a safe environment and that starts at home okay you know? yeah, i get that i get that once once a child has a really um feels safe at home there'll be you know, be able to say anything that that's on their mind. That's true. That's true. Well, yeah. how, what, what what do you reckon you would do different? Like, not different in the sense, how what would, would you... I do different? I don't want kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, and me both, you and me both, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, if somehow a kid accidentally came out, um, because <laughs> Rishan poked a hole in something. I think I think Nikhil was pretty spot on, though. Yeah, 100%. Um, in terms of like how to, how, how you would handle that situation. Um, We'll look into it later, but like being a supportive parent actually goes a long way. Uh, I realized a lot in high school, uh, sorry, not even high school, in primary school, there were a lot of kids that were neglected by their parents and you could see it. Um, and they didn't even have to be the ones that were bullied. They could be the ones that were doing the bullying. Yeah. Um, so the thing is... Um, That's interesting. Yeah. yeah we, we've never discussed that before, actually. Yeah. So <laughs> you're basically saying that we're talking about kids getting bullied, but we're not talking about your kid being... The bully. I think that's something that should also be looked at because why is that kid bullying people? What's going on at home? Because in the end, your influences a lot of the time are coming from home when you're that young. Yeah. Yeah. So if you think about it, there's definitely something that's not right at home. I don't want to blame the parents, you know, like, but I think the first thing that we often do is blame the parents because at that point in your child's life, they're very easy to be influenced. 
and who's going to be the biggest influence outside of school your parents so um yeah i think that's some question that should be asked a lot more is like why is that child bullying what is he being taught at home what is he experiencing at home is it abuse is it um that this is the right thing and everything like that so i think that's one way to also tackle the problem no, i'm glad and i'm glad in your case you once again you mm. had that support you had from your parents and everything and they helped through that because as we said before high school can be a very traumatic time in terms of because you're deciding you know what you want to do what you want to get into and everything it's a very you're in your i guess you're in your prime as a kid you know yeah, in yeah. high school oh yeah <laughs> so yeah yeah so i guess um so after that you you said you know your mental health i guess it got better because you got you had that support system and whatnot i guess after that experience did you feel like your mental health was affected any time after um in in your life um so <laughs> when you met we were me. talking about <laughs> no we we're talking about this a bit earlier but um for, again i think relationships is another um uh segment that people kind of really relate to in terms of um and relate to with mental health um when you have you know ups and downs in your relationships or you're breaking up with someone or so- mm. something or other that that hasn't gone um the way it should have so for me, um, I actually, I think for the longest time, uh, kind of was infatuated into this person. And, um, and you know, I was one of those timid and in- introverted people who just couldn't get, like, the words out and just ask, ask that person out. So, yeah. um, all, all, all in there. <laughs> but, like, yeah, with my, with my uh, friends around me, they kind of, like, uh, helped me, you know, just, just, like, live without any regrets or, like... Um, one day I just popped the question, you know, just, just uh, asked really her. Really married me? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 nothing like that. And um, I mean, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk later, Bruce. <laughs> um, no, and then, um, you know, for some reason she didn't feel the same way, which was totally fine. I respect her decision, um, but I just didn't want to have that on my back, you know, in, in, in my, all my mind. Um, so that that was fine. And then um, after that, I mean, just like any breakup would, you do feel a bit um, lost. You do feel a bit you know, um, like you hit rock bottom and stuff. But, um, and for me, again, my friends and family just really were supportive and kind of got me through that. Um, it didn't take long, but it did get me through it. I get that. I and, get that. Um, and of course, Arjit Singh. <laughs> Arjit Singh's always been there for us. us there, bro. I have a question for that one. Um, sad music, for example, Arjit Singh. Yeah. Um, do you feel like, you know, when you, you, when you were going through those emotions, those experiences and everything like that, do you feel like sad music helped you or did you feel like it prolonged your sadness? Oh, okay. There's two sides to the coin on this one. So uh-huh. at one point, yes, it does prolong your um, sadness. But at the same time, I feel like it helped, for me especially, it helped me express myself. So if there was a time that I needed to cry, I would cry. And like after I cried, I would feel much better. Uh-huh. So there's no harm in crying, honestly. It's, it's a human emotion. We all Definitely. go through things. Mm. Um, so yeah, there's two sides to that. Um, for me, it kind of helped me for the better, yeah. but I can see how it can adversely affect someone as well. Yeah, not gonna lie, like just listening to sad music is very addictive, first of all, because you can relate to a lot of the emotions that artist is relaying. Then you realize you're, you you feel better yourself, you know you're better, you've gotten over the person, but you're still listening to their music and you're like, no, I'm, like, I'm still sad, <laughs> but I don't have a reason to be sad. So I think that's why, because um, similar to yourself, like you know, when I ha- when I listen to sad music, I continuously listen to it, and I realize that it's actually doing a toll on me because. Well, not that. W- welcome to the past uh, <laughs> twenty four years of my life. <laughs> well, you know what to fix now. <laughs> the thing is, for me, sad music. It's, I don't even call it sad music, right? A, a lot of the, like when people listen to my music, it's like oh, it's a depressive music, or sad music. For me, it's not like. For me, it's like soothing music. It's like nurturing music, right? Because mm. for me, when 
I am, I get, you know, when I'm sad or I'm depressed, I'm going through something. I like to listen to songs that are on the same frequency as me. So it kind of feels like, you know, like when you, like when a mo- when a child is born and a mother is just like holding them in the arm and everything. It kind of feels like that. Oh yeah, you've experienced that before, have you? <laughs> yeah, you've given birth to a child. <laughs> <laughs> I want to stop this podcast and your ass. <laughs> no, I see what you're trying to say. <laughs> so you said, because um, as you said, so you were infatuated with this person for a while and you think that kind of infatuation kind of, I mean, not not being able to, you know, go a lot beyond that infatuation has affected you yeah to a certain extent i mean even though i knew that you know things probably wouldn't work out between us i just some for some reason i don't know what it was i I just somehow had this massive crush on her and um yeah i think another uh, again another thing that kind of is a great healer in these kind of scenarios is time and i think any everything gets better with time you just have to yeah. Give it time for it to heal, for it to um, kind of repair, repair you, and just focus on things that really make you happy. So even after that, um, that's what that's after that I started to do things that really made myself happy. I started getting into dance, started doing stuff that I was passionate about. You know, um, modeling and acting kind of spawned from there onwards, yeah. um, and I kind of really focused on myself. And that, and later on, you know, I just felt really happy about myself. And I think once you're happy about yourself you kind of show that and then that kind of um, helps you, you know, um, blossom and like yeah. do your best in everything you do. Yeah. I'm, gl- I'm glad to hear that. But I'll, I'll expose you a bit here because, you know, I was there when this happened, yeah. obviously. <laughs> and the thing with you two, right? You've never actually gotten, you, you guys don't get sad that often as much as me. My it's, For me, it's like a <laughs> full-time job, right? Mm. But so I know at the moments that you get sad, it's genuinely about something. So when when he actually went went through it, when he actually messaged me, I'm just like, I could actually feel it through text. I'm just like, shit. Yeah. You know? Mm. And and I'm glad you've, you know, you've progressed from there once again. You know, you've progressed from the once same thing, the support group, the friends and everything. I'm glad you had that to kind of like a safety net. You know, you can fall back, you can rely on them, and then just, you know, continue climbing up kind of yep. thing. Yep. Yeah. And the other thing that I really liked is um, he, he made a very good point. You know how he said like time heals. Time, time all, is best friend. It's like, you know, it heals all wounds. But um, he also mentioned the fact he started doing things to also help himself. Um, I know a lot of people, you know, like the, that sometimes there'll be situations where like, oh no, time doesn't heal all wounds. But I want to know like, were you doing anything during that time to heal your wounds? Like, were you working on yourself? Were you doing stuff? I'm not putting the blame. It's just a question I like to ask. And if, I, like, I, really, I like the fact that you mentioned the fact that during that time where you're healing, you were doing stuff to support yourself. Like, you know, you're doing modeling, dancing, you know, you were going out there and becoming a better version of yourself, which is, which is really important. I think that's a very, very good, um, if anyone was to like, you know, I guess take that up as inspiration, that'd be pretty good. Yeah. Going on a tangent, cause this is something you know, we have in common. You mentioned you got into dancing a lot. Now yeah. for all you that don't know Nikhil, <laughs> don't follow Nikhil, um, he's actually a fantastic dancer. Yes. Gets, he mm-hmm. is, what do you mean yes? I said yes. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think, um, and I've seen you dance, you're literally just like the next Varun Davon. There's going to be a movie <laughs> with you, don't worry bro. <laughs> I'm keen. <laughs> keen. Do you think dance played a, a part in your life where it kind of helped you through it? Because I feel like that was a very, uh, you know, the the Tuesday nights was a very safe environment for a lot of us and everything. It nurtured us a lot. The people nurtured us. Yeah, do def- you think definitely. Um, again, it comes back to the people that were really supportive and great yeah. at dance as well. But for me, dance is something that I love doing, um, but I've always been a bit shy to do. Yeah. And, and I think mm. to a point I still am. 
Um, but whenever this, I do dance, this kid, <laughs> whenever like I do 15 dance, videos. Go on, go on, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 all good. Um, but like whenever I do dance, it just kind of is- lets me escape my real world. I just like lose myself in dance, and it j- I j- after dancing or like even while I'm dancing, I just feel elevated. Like I just have this positive rush going through my body. Um, yeah. And I think yeah, definitely dance has been a major. Um, player in helping me get get through just life in general. Mm. The one thing you select, like you relate. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, no, because I've seen his moves at the club. Hundred percent. Have you seen how happy I am? <laughs> no, because I was uh, because there's have there have been a lot of like studies related to like you know dancing and everything like that, and they actually look at the fact that how um, people who do express themselves through dance are able to actually they feel a lot better about themselves and it's pretty good for their mental health. Like um, I'll link the articles at the end of this, um, um, at the end of the episode, but it's really, really interesting because the fact that, you know, you personal experience plus research backed evidence shows that, you know, dancing does do that. It's pretty insane. It's cause it's cause it's a dance is an expressive art form. Mm. You can, you need to, uh, it's, 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 a, it's, 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 it's an art form that you can kind of, put your heart and soul into and what are you feeling and everything mm. so yeah it's I, f- I feel like dance does help a lot it helps it's, it helps a lot of people because i feel like you know when, even in our case a lot of the people that we danced with were going through the different you know struggles in life and i feel like they came to dance for the same for the same reason yeah yeah no definitely so um if we move back to like i guess like you know because you are a model yourself <laughs> <laughs> um have you yourself experienced any sort of um I recall you saying, you know, you you advocate against, like, you know, you're a good advocate, you're an advocate for mental health when you go to these. Does that mean, like, you when you know you're asked to give like speeches and whatnot? Is that what you talk about? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Or? So, uh, one of the main purposes, uh, every pageant um, that I've been to, been to, usually ask, you know, what's the purpose of you being here? And yeah. wherever I go, whether it be be at pageants, community, you know, um, events where I give give a talk or something, it always comes down to mental health. Um, and I realized that quite early on, especially with my um, scenario with bullying. Um, I just knew that just like your physical health, how you take care of yourself, you know, with your with exercising, eating healthy, you know, taking care of your skin. Mental health is the same thing. You just have to take care of your body, mind and spirit. And um, with especially with mental health, it's one of the unseen things. Like if you're going through some things, yet the symptoms are not easily visible. You can't tell just by looking at someone, you know, all the time. Um, see the example for Megan, for example, right? Yeah. Um, and so for me, yeah, mental health has always been one of the strong, um, one of the topics that I strongly believe should be more openly discussed. And I mean, this is a great platform where you guys have started that initiative. Um, so good on you guys. Um, but yeah, so at these pageants, I'll talk about mental health. Um, I'll bring in some stats around mental, um, concerning mental health and then be, um, and talk about the importance of really, um, opening up and talking about these things. And coming back to like me, have me having, have I faced um, any kind of mental health issues going into pageants? Um, to, a, to a small extent, yes, because with these pageants, it's all about your looks. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's all yeah. about looks. Yeah, okay. And um, one of the things you're always being judged on is how you present yourself, how you look, how tall you are, stuff like this. And there's always judgment going around concerning th- these things. And um, I wouldn't say I'm the best looking guy, but... Uh, but there are times where people just, you know, say things behind your back or like just are not um, su- as supportive of you. And um, for me, luckily, I mean, I've had that strong network, but also I just kind of, you know, I have that mindset that you can't please everyone. You know, haters mm-hmm. going to hate. 
<laughs> so, um, <laughs> true fact. <laughs> so yeah, so I just kind of disregard that negativity these days, and I just focus on the positive, and that kind of has really helped me, you know, grow. Okay, got you. Yeah, because that makes a a lot of sense to me. I just wanted to ask, you know, because just based off what you said, do you feel like self esteem plays a big role in? When it comes to you know modeling not just for yourself but also for other people that you of course have made friends with or other people that you've talked to when you go to these pageants yeah a hundred percent um self-esteem self-confidence all those things play a major part um if as long as you're able to look after yourself only then you're going to be able to you know put your best foot forward in these kind of places and there's mm. tons of people who are in that industry sadly to say that will put you down um, there's a lot of nepotism, as we saw with, um, you know, recent, recently in Bollywood, the oh, issues yeah. that are going on in there. Um, and, you know, this, this entertainment industry is no different. There's a lot of toxic people there. Because um, so at the end of the day, it's kind of like a competition, right? Exactly, it is. And um, you're not always going to have a support network in that industry. So it's very important that you believe in yourself. You have that self-esteem and um, are aware of the potential pitfalls that are that are there to like, you know, pull you back. Yeah, 100%. That's really good. Because I wanted to ask, like, you know, just touching base on self-esteem and whatnot, just asking you two here, do you feel like you guys are people who have high self-esteem, low self-esteem in between? What would you say? Um, let's go with you first, Nick. Let's go with you. Mm. Uh, I mean, it goes up and down, to be honest. Uh, there are times yeah. where I do feel pretty good about myself and other times where I don't. Um, yeah. And again, just... You just have to back yourself every step of the way through. Mm-hmm. This you only get to live once, and um, it's it's a wonderful journey once you actually see it in that positive light. Um, and yeah, so I mean, I don't think I can add much. It's just yeah, yeah. you just have to be yeah. yourself. For me, I think it's for him. It's like you know, up and down, up and down. For me, I think my self esteem depends on what it is. I think the situation, yeah. uh, the circumstance, the environment. It depends. Along that, so I think once again, maybe just in just between, up, yeah, in between. So, so for both of you, I'm getting like an in between vibe. In between, hundred really percent, depends 100%. on the situation and everything like that. Because um, I was doing some research based off self esteem and everything. Because uh, it was saying how you know people with high self esteem on a consistent basis. Did you know they have like anyway? I was looking at a study. The research said that they are more protected against mental health issues such as anxiety and depression. So basically, if you consistently have high self esteem you are like, you know, you, you're less likely to have those mental health issues. But the thing is, it's obviously easier, easier said than done, right? Um, because people with high um, self-esteem are also suggested to have better coping skills. Um, they're able to react better when it comes to, you know, receiving negative, uh, how would I say, negative feedback. And they don't take things personally. And I feel like a, a majority of the time, people in general will take things personally. Um, they And self-esteem is not an easy thing to get. I, yeah? I get that. Yeah? I get that. Cause, you guys agree? Um, I agree. Yeah. Mm. I'm, I'm, I don't know about you, because I've had you know periods in my life where, uh, long periods, right? Mm. Um, that I've had very high self-esteem. Yeah. And I don't think in that period I've had any sort of anxiety, depression, yeah. everything. So I've, I've had those moments. Mm-hmm. So I completely agree. Yeah. Completely agree. I think it's kind of like a domino thing. You know, as soon as you have high self-esteem, mm-hmm. everything brought up you know how you feel about yourself the confidence and everything mm. it's similar to like when it rains it pours right like if you have 100%. high self-esteem everything comes it, it makes you wonder though like um because people with high self-esteem also have notably they also experience things such as better jobs like no they're more happier with their jobs sorry better familiar relationships um 
like you know other relationships with friends family and and whatnot and they generally we all have a more positive sense of well-being yeah. so i guess it begs the question like oh if you know high self-esteem is like you know such a good beneficial factor like why aren't people more high I mean, with self-esteem yeah. like what would you what would you guys say like why do you reckon people it, aren't high it's a lot don't have high self-esteem yeah don't. of course yeah no definitely but i want to see like because i have it here but i just want to see what your guys opinion is before i we'll start off it. with we'll start off yeah. with the guest first <laughs> <laughs> i feel like again like you guys have already said it's easier said than done um getting high self-esteem does not come you know instantly it does yeah. take time to build up and there are a lot of negativity there's a lot of negativity in this in the world currently as well um and being being able to build that wall is is not easy i can speak for myself that um i, I remember there was a time where i had low self-esteem i just didn't feel good about myself i would be impacted by whatever you know someone would have to say about me um but, but be it really small things you know um and for me to be able to overcome that think that you know it's all right people are going to judge you no matter what even when i started off in my you know modeling and, and, and stuff there were people saying oh he's not good looking enough to like even mm. do that he's not tall enough um and you know like he, he he's outright crazy you know to be uh, to be doing stuff he's wasting his time mm. um so that yeah there's a lot of negativity in the world that um that i believe kind of hinders someone's self-esteem and yeah. that's why it's really tough for someone to build up that self-esteem and to maintain that level it and yeah. to maintain it yeah. yeah i like that answer yeah what's yours it's a lot of questions, sorry. So getting, I was just, just <laughs> listening to him. I was thinking about things. Uh, uh, my, basically, the question is like, why don't? Why do you think people don't have high self-esteem? Like, why if it's so beneficial? It's, if it's so I, good? I think it's very hard to. I think it's very hard to have constantly have high self-esteem. Life is a rat race. Mm. When I say race, I mean you're always not competing, but you're always running with other people. Yeah. And the natural human instinct is to compare yourself to other people. Job career relationship family and everything so there are so many factors in your life that i can can actually bring you down mm. like you know tomorrow i might be like um oh my relationship's amazing compared mm. to um this other person also yeah. my relationship is amazing love you many <laughs> <laughs> but you know my relationship is amazing compared to the other person but then i'll be like shit my job is shit compared mm. to this other person then that will bring my self-esteem down yeah. so i think that just there's not just one factor. It's not just keep your self-esteem up. There are there are many dependent factors yeah. that affect your self-esteem. Yeah, and I think you guys nailed it on the spot. Like, you know, in, in the, the study that I was looking at, the scientific study, it basically ranged from things like, you know, from a young age, did you have a supportive upbringing? Like, were you supported when you were young? Um, were you, did you have, well, what about your friends? Like, were they supportive or were they always bringing you down? Like, with the people around you and everything? negatively affecting you or positively affecting you and your role models and sometimes it's even hereditary so sometimes you're just born with low self-esteem um which is which is kind of sad but i still feel like you can you can still work towards getting yeah. over it of course um and then there were other things like such as challenging life events you know such as you guys both included you know when it comes to work um when it comes to comparing people you yourself with other people divorce being bullied you know stuff like that racism poverty everything that you see in today's society you can imagine why there are people out there that have low self-esteem when there's so much of this going on right so like i don't think i've really ever met someone who's consistently had high self-esteem like on a like like i've seen people like you yeah know, a, like a part of them but i don't think i've ever seen someone who's consistently been like you know mentally like high with this with their self-esteem um do you guys want to know like ways to improve your self-esteem though 100 percent. Yeah, you guys want to know these are all 
facts. Like these, this isn't just me facts. speaking straight <laughs> out my asshole here. Bhavan's twenty twenty one self esteem facts. <laughs> yes, twenty twenty one. Okay, I want to ask you guys. When someone tells you, when someone says, you know, gives you a compliment or something like that, what do you guys usually say? Like, say you're looking good, or I like your shirt. What do you guys usually say? I, I mean, yeah, go on, go on. Uh, thanks. I usually like okay, thanks. Cool, it's, cool. It's, it's a nice, it's a nice word of confidence. To be okay. Honest. What about you? I think I probably blush first, and then I, I say, yeah, thanks. Thanks. Okay, so now that's 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 actually one of the like few things um, because a study found like you know there's people out there that you compliment and they don't know how to respond. Yeah, have you have you ever noticed that? Like when you say, "Oh, nice dress" or "nice shirt" or something, and just like, it's like, oh, like they it's like unexpected. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. that's one big sign of low self esteem. So I guess you got like one way is to actually learn to start accepting compliments. Like you know, when someone genuinely says you look good or something, say thank you. Like you know, be grateful for the fact, like you know, they have said that they've it's, noticed you today. It's a it's a good you know it's a good moment for our audience to think about. Think about a person you've who you've complimented. And how they reacted to it. It's true. It's very subtle, but like it's you realize true. a lot of people don't know how to respond to compliments. You say this and I'm literally just right now thinking of, so how many people have complimented and how many, how they've taken it? Yeah. And I can already point out, like, I'm not saying these people have self-esteem yeah, yeah. issues mm. or like they low self-esteem. I'm just saying that, that they have that, they've had that reaction. We're just like, oh, uh, thanks. Yeah. Like yeah. it's yeah. very like, oh, sh- like the they're very dumbfounded. Like, yeah. oh, yeah. Shit, what, what, <laughs> someone just said that. Um, and another one is like seeking support. Um, because I feel like a lot of the times to get your high self-esteem, you do need the support of other people. Cause sometimes your mental, like, I guess your state is so low that, you know, you may not be able to bring yourself up by yourself. So, and another way is like looking at cognitive behavioral therapy. Have you guys heard of that one? Nope. It's, it, you can actually do it by yourself at home. Like, like there's homemade or you can actually see someone to, you know, do it. There's self-help books and everything for it. But the whole goal of that is to basically teach people that while they can't control every aspect of the world, they can control things that they're in control of. Okay. So, for example, you know, yeah. there's things that you are in control of that you can control. Like, you know, um, so in terms of self-esteem, you know, work on issues such as, you know, you always negatively self-talk yourself, learn to accept compliments because you can, you can, you're in charge of that and create a more positive outlook, you know, write a gratitude journal and everything like that. So um, I guess the other part is just to, and lastly, it's to value yourself and that comes along with doing all those things. So that's just my segment on um, self-esteem. self-esteem. <laughs> I, like that. I like that. I'm yeah. sure there are, I mean, it's once again, right? When you put stats to it and when you put a lot of facts to it, it kind of hits you a lot harder than when someone just says, hey, so okay, I have a high self-esteem. Oh yeah, honestly, yeah. Because these are all like, research based like i like i said it's not coming out my ass for anyone who thinks it is but yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah moving on my question to nikhil so you mentioned you know a lot of these things that you do in terms of you know your acting and modeling and everything and because it's competitive it does cause a bit of stress tell, tell us a bit more about that mm-hmm. yeah i feel for me uh specifically stress and anxiety is something that I've had to battle uh, throughout my whole life. Um, and, I, and I'm still currently trying to get through it. Um, and I'm not sure what it is, but uh, for me, I tend to stress very easily over the littlest things, you know. Um, be it, you know, talking to someone, sometimes I get stressed about that. Um, getting stressed about, obviously, exam stress, um, you know, uh, work stress. And a, a lot. Of, there's a lot of different types of stress. And um, for me, what what really helped me i guess get getting through all um all that or is still helping me get through it 
is just um, focusing again on yourself, on your mind. So I used to, I, I do a lot of yoga and meditation these days. Yeah, the boys. To, <laughs> <laughs> to kind of like censor myself um, because I feel like that's really necessary. Um, dancing is another, I mean, like I mentioned, kind of gets me, um, gets me to escape life. So that kind of um, helps me distract, distract me away from these things for a while and then, and then helps me get back into it with a, with a fresh mind. Um, mm. So just, yeah, things that really make you happy, I guess, will ha- kind of um, help you in the process of relieving that stress slowly. Yeah. So, okay. So I just wanted to like follow up with that question. Do you feel like um, those things are like distractions for you or do you feel like your stress genuinely dies down and like it's gone after a certain period of time? What would you say? I don't think st- for me stress is ever gone. In fact, stress, a little bit of stress is good. It kind of, of course, pushes yeah. me to do my best. Um, but... For me, again, th- there are different there are different things for different people that work. Um, so for me, you know, binging Netflix or something that I would say is a distraction for me. Mm. Me going out for a walk or me dancing or me even just you know taking a nap that's something that is more healing for me. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it just depends on who you are as a person and what works for you. What works for you? You know, that's true. So then, would you say you're like at this point in like you know your I guess your life? Do you feel like the the stress does it get overbearing at any points or do you feel like you're genuinely like generally in control of it um i've gotten a lot better i would say but again yeah there are times where uh stress kind of overpowers me um especially when it comes to exam i just for some reason i just can't take exams (laughs) for some reason yeah um yeah but like again it's just coming back to the the simple things that work for you and just doing those things um to help you get through these things to get you through it sweet so we come to you know as we come towards the end of another um, episode what um advice would you give people that are going through i guess a very very similar things to you in life in terms of you know they're trying to focus on um acting or modeling or anything that and it's causing them stress or they're dealing with bullying or you know things like that or even relationship issues well how what what advice would you give people how would you you know want to help people in that case I think when it comes to whatever, you know, you're facing, um, it doesn't have to be a mental health condition, but whatever you're going through in life, you just have to always um, fall back on um, you valuing yourself for who you are. You, the way you are, are great. You don't need anyone else to like kind of certify that. Um, so yeah, just focusing on yourself is one big thing that I would say um, kind of has helped me and can possibly help you get through, get through life. Um, doing what you love and not focusing around what other people have to say because people are always there to like put you down. So um, do not let that kind of impact um, you and your performance in whatever you choose to do. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, again, so yeah, backing yourself, um, valuing yourself and then also trying to create that support network around you, uh, be it with family, friends or whoever um, you feel comfortable talking to. Make sure you have that um, um that network and you are able to openly talk to people because that's one of the things that um, kind of uh, helps you um, alleviate your mental health um, issues because when you when you bottle things up that kind of puts more pressure on yourself and then uh, it becomes a point where you just you just don't want to talk about anything and you just want to like just es- escape like you know you just yeah. don't, you just don't want to yeah. do anything so um, yeah always always uh, talk to people that's a really great way to overcome stuff yeah and we've heard it uh, like you know billions of times many of times i think it's it's easier said than done of course but like speaking to people as as you said yourself works wonders i just wanted to ask more something specific um for people who you know 
are starting out in things. It doesn't necessarily have to be modeling, but starting up, you know, starting their own business or um, cause you're, cause like I said, you know, we've, we've seen you go from like, you know, one or two followers to straight to like, you know, the two, you're on like thousands of followers now, right? <laughs> Three, four. Two. I don't know, bro. <laughs> I haven't checked Insta lately. But I, like, I used to be his social media manager. <laughs> <laughs> <I should know. laughs> but like, you know, seeing that happen and the journey you took, like you of course stayed motivated. Like, did you, do you have any advice for people who are starting off who feel like they're demotivated, they're not gaining their followers, they're not gaining the interactions they feel like, what do you reckon you tell them? All right, so when it comes to followers, do not base your yourself on the amount of followers you have. I think that's a really bad way to judge yourself. And um, everyone's running their own race, you know. You're not you're not gonna become a star overnight unless you're like Ranbir Singh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the nepotism, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so again, just it's it's all about taking baby steps in whatever you choose to do. Be it your, if you want to go into modeling or acting, go for it. Um, starting a business, sure. Um, so, so it's, it's always baby steps. And if you just keep setting small goals for yourself and when you, when you achieve those small goals, you'll feel a lot better about yourself and you'll feel like you're progressing through, through whatever you're trying to get through, you know? Um, so I think, yeah, do whatever you do, um, just set small goals to yourself. Even for me, when I was doing modeling, I was just like, you know, if I can get any one assignment, you know, in the next year, I would be really happy. I would be ecstatic. And for Mm. me to be able to, you know, get a pageant. Um, you know, and, and like achieve a title from that, then going into like other, you know, stuff was like just, you know, a cherry on top. So again, yeah, just set yourself small realistic goals and when you achieve them, um, you'll feel a lot better about yourself. No, that's really good. I really like that advice. That's actually very nice and genuine advice. And I think that someone, some people will definitely, definitely take that on board. And uh, my favorite question as we come to the end of the podcast, shut up. (laughs) What's your favorite song? When I say favorite song, what's one song that, you know, that centers you that you know you can always rely on and like kind of <laughs> you know what's what's that song no say Chanda Maria please <laughs> no 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 uh, okay it is an Arjit song and you were trust, wrong. <laughs> trust. <laughs> it is from Kabir Singh um, uh, what's the name of the song uh, while, while he's yeah, looking there you go no, there you go kitna chane lage hum Ooh. Oh, uh, for, oh, yeah, yeah. fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. I know exactly. Yeah, I, I got the tune in my head. For uh, for a lot for all the people, all the non-Indians that listen to us, RG Singh is basically how, how would you, how would you compare? He's like the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> he's like the Indian weekend. He's like the weekend without the pussy popping and everything yeah. like that. But like, he's still very emotional. Yes, he's very right. emotional, and he writes a lot of um, heartfelt songs. Heartfelt songs that yeah. he soul. Yeah, that's. It's the right right chords. So it's... I like that. I like that. Do you want to translate that for people who may not know what that means? How much I want you? How much much I started loving you? How much I started loving you? Yeah, Yeah, fair enough. Very nice. Well, I think that was a very, uh, that was a good podcast. That was I a good episode, it. sorry. Yeah, yes. we went through what? We went through su- talk about suicide. We spoke about, you know, self-esteem. And he also spoke to our guest, Nikhil, Nikhil Goyal. Nikhil, about his experiences from all the way from high school up until now. So you can obviously see that, you know, it's, your mental health journey is always going to be ongoing. But the fact that Nikhil, the way that Nikhil's, you know, yeah. obviously presented himself. He's, he's got it in check. <laughs> <laughs> With that, guys, we have come to an end of another episode of the Race of Hope podcast. Thank you so much, Nikhil, for joining us Thank today. You. <laughs> Thank you, guys. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Keep smiling. Take care. Bye. Tee-hee.